Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor of Hamilton Healthcare System in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Connor. Thank you for having me. Dr. Connor is an infectious disease specialist at Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care at 1243 Broderick Drive, down the street from Hamilton Medical Center. Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care houses three physician specialties, infectious disease, pulmonology, and palliative care. Thanks for joining us again. Now, you were here back in November. You've been doing well since? Doing fantastic. Yeah, hard at work. Hard at work. I guarantee you that you have been hard at work. The active case numbers have been going up. Now, why is this happening now? We talked a little bit about it last time, some fatigue and all of the social distancing, masking. You know, We've had a lot of family gatherings, a lot of holidays um, where people were getting together in close quarters. Right. So perfect opportunity for spread there. So, and, and there's a lot of it in the county, so you know, even more opportunity there. Do you think mask wearing is being reduced? Do you think people are getting tired of that? Or do you think more people are wearing a mask? Less people are probably wearing masks before the holidays. I think now that cases have gone up a whole lot, I think masking and some of the other stuff has been more reinforced because of that. So... Yeah, I think I think masking's on the rise again. Well, so. I hope so. Me too, yeah, because so. that's the biggest thing we can do. You know, social distancing, we've heard so much about. You think that uh, social distancing has helped? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I think it helped curb a lot of this in the beginning, and, um, you know, now we're seeing the biggest spike we've ever seen. So I definitely think it helps. Well, how has Hamilton Medical Center prepared for this rise in case numbers? Well, we've allocated different wings in the hospital for COVID treatment. You know, we've established a lot of negative pressure rooms. Um, we've worked diligently to acquire the PPE necessary to keep our healthcare providers safe, along with the other patients safe who are there for maybe other reasons. Only a certain amount of people can go back at a time. Spaced out the, the waiting room, the, the chairs and everything, so people can uh, social distance. And obviously mandatory masking when you're uh, inside one of the facilities. Yeah, I understand. Uh, now, let's talk about hand washing. Does that do as good that the Perel, mm -hmm. does that do as good as washing with soap and water? Yeah, soap and water is probably the best bet. The alcohol you know, wash or scrub is um, very effective at killing coronavirus, and it's a lot easier to do and less time intensive. So it, you get a lot more compliance with because it, it is so quick and easy to do. Well, being in infectious diseases, tell me about the coronavirus itself. Is that a real robust virus very strong or is that something that uh, it's not all that strong maybe a little weaker than they had once thought yeah so the actual structure of the virus it has a membrane around it which um, like we have a membrane in our cells which makes it pretty fragile in the environment it's uh, very susceptible to either hot or cold or changes in humidity and it can really dry out and then that will disrupt the membrane. So that also makes it pretty susceptible to a lot of cleaning agents. So just looking at the properties of the virus, it doesn't sustain itself well in the environment for a period of time, like some other viruses can, like hepatitis A, which is more, um, more robust. Yeah, I got you. I understand. So the key to this, or one of the keys to this, is just cleanliness, cleaning, making sure things are clean. Absolutely. Now, what about people who have a routine screening scheduled? Uh, are there they are non-COVID-19 health issue they need to get taken care of? Absolutely. Keep going to the doctor. Keep up with your appointments. COVID-19 has, you know, set us back, but, you know, we really don't want people to jeopardize their health. And one of the best ways to fight COVID-19 is to be as healthy as you possibly can be. And so keeping up with those doctor's appointments, keeping up with your diabetes, high blood pressure, your, you know, the usual stuff and making sure that everything is at its goal. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 vaccine. We'll be 
right back. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System. Health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor, an infectious disease physician with Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care. Dr. Connor, COVID-19 vaccines are being distributed already. Have you received your vaccine yet? Yes, I was uh, lucky enough to be the first one vaccinated at Hamilton Medical Center. You were the first one? Yep, late in the evening on a Friday, yep. That makes sense because you're the infectious disease doctor, so you should have got it first. And, you know, be an example to others you know i was super excited and if it gets other people to get vaccinated then you know all the better now which one did you get uh we received the pfizer vaccine from the state is that a two-part yep yep the two vaccines that are approved are the pfizer and the moderna they're both two parts separated by 21 or 28 days oh so you've probably had the second one too so yeah so now you are fully vaccinated yep yep like to give it a little more time for it to you know that full immune response but yeah essentially fully vaccinated at this point and it's very reassuring Well, explain that process to our listeners. What is the process in getting a COVID-19 vaccine? Right now at Hamilton Medical Center, we're vaccinating our staff. But for folks in the community, really the health department has set up a pretty robust network to get as you know the most people vaccinated as possible. And so they were also vaccinating healthcare providers. You know, it could have been an outline clinics, but also some of the elderly flo- folks are now uh, being offered. And it's basically in a tier system. So you'd have to go to their website, kind of see what tier they're on, and then mm-hmm. see if uh, you'd be able to schedule an appointment to go get vaccinated. That is wonderful. Do you feel like the vaccine is safe? Very safe. Very, very safe. Didn't have any symptoms with my first uh, dose. The second dose uh, had some very mild symptoms like fatigue and a little bit of achiness, but otherwise it was very well tolerated. No way to get COVID-19 from the vaccine. Absolutely no way. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a very small snippet of the genome. There's no live virus. There's no, the whole genome is not there. It's just one little segment that codes for a protein. And then your body sees that protein and then starts to try and make antibodies against it. So it's, uh, you can't get COVID-19 from it. It's, uh, it's very, very safe. So safe. your body is looking for this. Yeah, your body. Once it sees it, yep. it kills it, and, and it's already dead. You trick the body into making a protein that the COVID-19 expresses on the surface of it. Mm-hmm. And then once your body sees that, it recognizes it as foreign, and then it tries to make an antibody to it. So there's really no no virus in there. There's, I guess you would say there's nothing really dead or alive. It's just a little snippet of its genetic material that we're basically using to get your body to make that protein and then and then uh, your body is on the look uh, yeah on the lookout and you said side effects again what was your side effects i had really nothing the first uh go of it first Maybe dose. just a little nothing. sore arm like a normal injection but mm-hmm. um the second dose uh, you know there definitely is a group of people that get some mild side effects like chills or fatigue or headaches which kind of suggests that their body is doing the right thing and it's recognizing this protein as foreign again and trying to uh, come up with uh, an immune response to it. So, And you got the, the Pfizer. Yes. The yes. Fi- What's the other one? 
Uh, Moderna's. Uh, now, what's the difference in those two? Essentially, it's the same. It's a mRNA, which is what encodes for that protein. And so it's basically a little bit different packaging of that genetic material. And there's basically some storage differences between the two. They both have to be stored in pretty cold environments, but the Moderna one seems to not need as cold a storage. So it may be re- a little easier to... Yeah, I remember when they were talking about some of the, like UPS, FedEx, some of those guys mm-hmm. that was delivering, they had to like pack things in dry ice, yep. make sure that it was kept super cold. And that was the Pfizer one, correct? Uh, it's both. They both last the longest on dry ice, but I think the Moderna one can go down to negative 20 and stay pretty viable for uh, for months at a time. Oh, is that right? But yeah, a, a lot of dry ice and keeping things at like a, about negative 70 to negative 80 or so. I've read some information saying that if someone has certain allergies, they should talk to their doctor about getting this vaccine. Is that correct? You know, it's not made with eggs or anything like that that people have been allergic to in the past. So, you know, it's very, very safe. If you do have a history of a lot of hypersensitivity reactions, then then maybe talk to your doctor about it. But I think by and large, very safe. I think your risk of a reaction is extremely low. I have had friends that have had COVID-19 and they recovered. What if you've had COVID-19? Should you still get the vaccine? You should still get the vaccine. That's kind of a... Some debate into when, though, but you should absolutely, especially if you're three months out from when you were first infected, your protection is probably not there anymore, or there's a high likelihood that it's not there anymore. So definitely people who have been infected you know, more than three months ago, they should absolutely go get the vaccine as soon as possible. If you've had it before, it's still time to get vaccinated. So for people who have had the corona virus, you can get it again without the vaccine. Even though you've had it, you mm-hmm. can get it again. When you get a natural infection like that, your protection to that seems to basically kind of taper off as time goes on. And so three months seems to be where a lot of people seem to lose their protection. And so... Um, after that, you know, some people may be protected, but, you know, not something you want to risk. And now with uh, the vaccine out there, I think it's uh, a good time to boost that immunity so that someone doesn't get COVID twice. Mm. I would hate to get it once. I couldn't imagine getting it twice. Yeah. And who knows if it's going to be worse the second time around. You know, they have those new strains circulating and, um, you know. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the new strains. Uh, these vaccines that are out there today, they not just fight the traditional COVID-19, but also the new strain? Yep. It seems like, uh, at least from Pfizer and Moderna, they, they believe that their vaccine should offer very good protection against the different variants that we've been seeing. And, you know, it first started in the UK or was first identified there. Um, and then there's a South African one as well. But, you know, they're probably here in the community. Um, you know, they've had several states report its presence here. So I think that just suggests that it's something that's probably already circulating. And we don't do genetic testing on all these viruses. So it's it's not something you're, you're truly looking for. It's not something a doctor would really order. It's more of like a public health surveillance thing. So, you know, it's probably been here for several weeks. Now, I've heard some people ask, why do we need a vaccine if we can just do other things like social distancing and wearing masks to prevent the virus from spreading? Do we really need a vaccine? Absolutely. You know, even with all the social distancing and with these newer strains being able to spread even better than, you know, the the first strain that we've really been dealing with, mm-hmm. it's really going to be a combination of everything. So getting people vaccinated so that there is some immunity even, and that's about 95% effective. And so we need to continue to do masking, hand hygiene, social distancing to really bring, you know, transmissions rate 
to as close to zero as possible. Well, I'm ready for it to get down there. Yeah, you know, and, and and this these masks that we're wearing and social distancing and uh, a lot of the things that we're doing. I'm just ready to I'm ready to get back to normal. Yep, yep. And there's a lot of a lot of sick people in the hospital, and you know, I'd love to to see those numbers decline and the infection rate to decline. And a lot of rumors out there and misinformation on social media and online about these vaccines. How do we know what's true and what's not true? Try to get your information from credible sources, so like the CDC or Dr. Fauci or, you know, basically the the infectious disease community as a whole, the Infectious Disease Society of America. You know, all of these people, you know, that's that's what they do. They've been focusing on this for over a year. They've looked at the data. They're looking at the best evidence that we have and relaying that to you. And so some tweets or stuff on your Facebook, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there or, you know, false information. So I would stick to credible sources like Dr. Fauci, the CDC, the FDA. And um, your doctor. Yeah, and your doctors. You know, I think all these doctors lining up to get the vaccine should kind of say something that they have a lot of confidence in the system. They have a lot of confidence in this vaccine and, and we're ready to see it be done with this whole pandemic. Well, Dr. Connor, this has been a great segment. I appreciate it. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about exactly how the vaccine works to help our bodies fight COVID-19. We'll be right back. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today, talking with Dr. Lee Connor, an infectious disease physician with Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care. Dr. Connor, COVID-19 vaccines are finally here, and many people in our community have already received them. And in fact, you said you've received yours. Yep, yep. Now, others are waiting on their turn. Can you describe exactly, we touched on this last segment, but describe to us exactly how the COVID-19 vaccine works in our body. Yeah, it's basically trying to show your body a protein, which is um, usually on the surface of an infectious agent. And so the way we've been doing it for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, the ones that are approved right now, is um, through mRNA technology. Mm -hmm. And basically, RNA is just uh, something that's made from your DNA. It's a bit of a copy, but it's basically like the message to tell your cells how to make a protein. And so that message gets into your cells, your body makes the protein and expresses it on the surface. And then your immune system is always scanning the environment to see if there's any viruses or, you know, something running amok. And so they basically see this new protein and they recognize it as a foreign thing. And whenever it does that, it stimulates a huge cascade, but basically it really makes it try to form antibodies to that particular protein. And those antibodies are what give you long-lasting immunity to things. And so that that protein that we've kind of tricked your body into making is the exact same protein that's on the surface of COVID-19. And that's what it uses to bind to your your cells to infect you. So those antibodies are going to coat that virus if it ever sees it and really just inactivate it and keep it from getting inside your cells and running amok. You know, that is fascinating. Yeah, it's it's, it's really cool technology. I can see why that you you decided to study this and and be an infectious doctor because this is just this is fascinating it's great how this uh, works you know 
it's cool because the second you can sequence a genome, you can figure out a good target for immunity. And, you know, thinking about the next sort of pandemic, hopefully it never happens, but, you know, given enough time, it, it sure enough will. But it hopefully can expedite vaccine production in the future for anything else that, you know, would come our way. Because as soon as you sequence it, you can really start making a vaccine and start figuring out, you know, how to best go about that. I heard you mention mRNA. Yes. mRNA. I don't know that I've ever heard of that. Go into more depth. What exactly is mRNA? So uh, I think most people have heard of DNA. That's sort of the, the genetic code that makes you you. But that sits basically inside the nucleus, which is in like the very center of the cell. And it never really leaves there. And so how do you get that genetic code into a protein that does the work? It's through messenger RNA. So it's very similar to DNA but it basically makes a a photocopy of a particular gene in your genetic code. And then that mRNA shuttles out of the nucleus and goes to your ribosomes. And the ribosomes are what read that messenger RNA and turn that sequence of uh, nucleotides into amino acids, which become your proteins. And they they fight. The protein then gets expressed and then... um, then you basically try to make antibodies to it. Or if it's just a regular protein, it's doing your day-to-day cellular function. Now, you mentioned DNA when you mentioned mm-hmm. mRNA. Uh, does this vaccine have any change to your DNA? Does it make any changes to your DNA? Nope, nope. It never even goes close to it. It basically just stays in the other part of the cell and basically works with your ribosome to make that protein. There's really no way for it to integrate into your genome there are other viruses like HIV that can integrate into your genome and they have special proteins for that. But, you know, we don't have those proteins. So this RNA can never go backwards. It has to go from DNA to RNA to proteins. And so it. So it's know, impossible. It's impossible. Correct. It's, it's impossible. You cannot get COVID-19 from the vaccine. 100%. You cannot get COVID-19 from the vaccine. It's just that little snippet that encodes for that protein. These viruses have large genomes, and we're just taking a tiny little piece of that and putting it in that vaccine so that you can make that particular protein. But viruses have tons of different proteins that they encode for, and they're you know, huge genetic material. So there's no way that this one little piece could do anything to you other than give you immunity. Well, immunity is what we all want. Yep. That's what we all want. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about COVID-19 in our community. We'll be right back. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System, health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor. Dr. Lee Connor, he is an infectious disease physician with Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care. Dr. Connor, COVID-19 numbers unfortunately are going up. What can we do to stop the spread? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Whitfield County has some of the largest you know, cases per 100,000. You know, we may not have the highest numbers because of population. Per 100,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you look the at The numbers it, are high per 100,000. Exactly. So we don't have the numbers of, you know, Atlanta or, or major cities, but, you know, the cases per 100,000 are, you know, in the top five or so. So it's, uh, and that's really, you know, suggesting that it's widespread in our community. Well, how do we stop it? I mean, there's nothing we can do to what happened yesterday and before, but how can we going forward, stop the spread. What are some things we can do? Yeah. So like we've been advocating before is, uh, you know, masking, hand hygiene, social distancing, only going out when, when necessary, 
limit your contact with, you know, elderly, loved ones who, you know, may be very at very high risk for, for complications of COVID-19. And then when the vaccine is widely available, getting everyone you know vaccinated so that they can be as protected as possible so that, you know, your loved ones don't come down with COVID-19. Now, when you get the vaccine, you're not immediately covered, correct? Correct. So these ones are a series of two, um, but you start to see antibody development within about 10 to 14 days or so. I think that's probably a good estimate. And then that second dose really bumps it up to, to really high levels. And so to hit that 95% efficacy rate, you're probably looking at a couple of weeks after your second dose is where you're the most protected. Well, speaking of protection and protecting loved ones, we went through that at Christmas, mm-hmm. went through that at, uh, at Thanksgiving. But now what if, what if we find out that we've got to be quarantined? What is quarantine exactly? You know, basically, if you've had an exposure to somebody with COVID-19, you know, if you've been around them for, you know, a decent period of time within six feet for about 15 minutes is what the sort of definition is. And um, they have it. And they have it. We ask those folks to wait for 14 days um, and continue to monitor for symptoms. And if they have symptoms, to then get tested. But you should, when you're in that quarantine period, act as though you you know, you've had it. So you want to minimize your interaction with the outside world. So you want to sort of get in a room away from your family. Definitely don't go out in the public and uh, because, you know, you could be asymptomatic and, and not know it and be spreading it. So if someone asks you to quarantine, I would treat it as if you could potentially have the infection and you would like to, you know, stay at home and, and minimize your contact with other people. During Wash your hands. Oh, yeah. Wash your hands, clean the surfaces, any shared surfaces like the kitchen or bathrooms, you know, just, uh, you know, due diligence on the hygiene and, and definitely wear a mask in your house if other people are around just to really minimize the potential to spread it from, you know, family member to family member. Yeah, high-touch services. Be sure those are clean. Doorknobs. Doorknobs, you know, countertops. handles, you know. Yes. Uh, cell phone. Disgusting, I'm, yes. It's got to be absolutely <laughs> filthy. Oh, yeah. Covering your mouth when you cough, very important. Yep, sneezing into your elbow, those sort of basic uh, respiratory precautions that we ask of folks. So, But yeah, if you have symptoms during this quarantine period, you should definitely contact your doctor, look to get tested, and um, you know see what that results, and that, that could have implications on how long you need to continue to isolate. Let's talk about uh, those precautions you've mentioned a bit more, because we see and we read a lot of misinformation. Why is it so important that we wear a mask? Yeah, it's mostly because of asymptomatic spread. You know, the problem with this virus is that basically two days before you have symptoms, if you're even going to have symptoms, you're the most infectious. And so you may be going out in public, doing your regular things, grocery shopping, and, you know, maybe in a couple of days it's going to hit you. But at that point, the viral levels that you're shedding are at the highest it'll ever be. Mm -hmm. And so that's when you can really spread the virus. And so having that mask there to sort of catch all those droplets and everything that we expel when we talk and breathe and cough and keep them right at your face and not being distributed in the environment, that's uh, the biggest reason uh, the masks seem to help prevent spread. Now, what are some of the common symptoms of COVID-19 that we need to watch out for? I don't want to be a a COVID-19 carrier and not know it especially if I'm going to get it, what are some of the symptoms I should be looking for? Probably the most common symptoms are fevers, fatigue, muscle aches, headache. Some people have had some diarrhea with it as well, cough and shortness of breath, or really getting short of breath when you're doing things that would normally not cause you to get short of breath. That would be a really big red flag to me too, is Mm -hmm. something's off here. So those are probably the most common side effects, but it really, I mean, 
it can be a huge spectrum. Now, when should people seek medical attention if they feel they have these symptoms? Yeah, I think if you have any of these symptoms and you think you might have COVID-19 or you've been exposed to somebody with COVID-19 and you develop these symptoms, absolutely call your doctor's office um, and try to get tested so that you can know if you're positive and then that can have implications on people around you to quarantine. You know, also the flu is out there too and there's a lot of other respiratory viruses. So it'd be nice to know if this is actually the flu because then we could give you medicines to treat the flu. You know, so I think it, it, it's good even if you're not, you don't end up being COVID-19 positive. It's nice to know what you do have and the implications of quarantining, not quarantining. And, and there's some treatment differences too. So um, I think it's a great idea if you're having any sort of symptoms and, and you're concerned about it. Dr. Connor, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We have learned so much, and we appreciate you. It's been a pleasure. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care, call 706-529-3072 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash specialty care. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 